From the crime-burdened planet of Narshada to the dusty streets of Mos Eisley, broadcasting you from somewhere deep in an underground bunker on Nalhutta, this is Table Flip. Table Flip is hosted by Patrick. <laughs> Nick. And Matt. The Techno Union Army. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Table Flip. This is episode 24. My name is Bazile. Joined to me, as always, is Nick and Matt. We are going to be talking about a lot of stuff, um, mainly about the new cycle coming out uh, after this cycle is done, most likely after Gen Con. Uh, it might even get released at Gen Con, which is what they did kind of last year, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then we're going to be talking about Star Wars Rebels and how that might impact the game itself and how we might get some, some cool characters or pilots from that. And then we're going to be talking about regionals. Uh, Matt went to a regional. Um, he can talk about his experiences from that. And other random stuff planned. But Nick and Matt, how are you guys today? I'm good. How's everybody else doing? It's good to be back in the show, uh, doing the show. We've been away for a little while, life stuff and et cetera, et cetera. So this is good to get back in the groove. Well, you moved, so. That's true. And my computer <laughs> was like in shambles for a while. Yeah, that, that, that's always fun. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, good to be back. And like Patrick mentioned, just got back from the regional in Wisconsin last night, so if I trail off and fall asleep in the middle of the podcast, it's because <laughs> I drove five hours to Wisconsin and then five hours back all yesterday. So You're, um, you're a trooper, sir. You're a, you're I, a true trooper. And maybe it's a good thing I scrubbed out. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> and was able to drive back before it got too crazy late. Yeah, well, you know, win some, you lose some. You can't always... <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff that you lost, you sound like it was... Just kind of oh. combo crazy, so but we'll we'll get that to, to that later. Um, so I first want to go over um, the new cycle and kind of what that entails because you know right now the meta is pretty heavily uh, heavily 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 involved in you know mono Jedi, Jedi and smugglers. We got the 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 force flips decks and all that other fun stuff. So I think it's it's pretty apparent to what the meta is now. So I don't really want to get into that. It's it's kind of boring. Everyone knows it. But I want to talk about the the next upcoming meta and if the meta will even switch because uh, Fantasy Flight released on – what was the date? Um, it, this was published uh, the 14th of July, and it was the new force pack in the Rogue Squadron cycle. Now, of course, Rogue Squadron being the infamous you know, rebel kind of team-up that, that has to do a lot of really cool books – a lot of cool video games, and uh, now now we actually get a set and a cycle based on Rogue Squadron, which I'm not sure about you guys, but I was really, really excited when they released this because I'm a huge fan of, of the Rogue Squadron series. The books were fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the video games were just uh, top-notch. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but th this this uh, Force cycle is going to be really interesting because it's it's all about ships and vehicles and pilots and that kind of stuff. Now, sure, we're going to get our occasional Sith uh, stuff, and we're going to get our occasional uh, Jedi and whatnot. But, I mean, it, it's going to be focused around uh, vehicles and kind of like spacey combat, which is an interesting way of doing things because 
Um, normally, when a Star Wars kind of game is released, they kind of have like a good mix of both. But this this one definitely didn't have that. It was a lot of it was very very character heavy for for a long time. Um, Matt, what was your initial reaction uh, when this was released? Well, I'm really excited about it. Uh, going back to like the old Star Wars um, CCG, like my first deck I built, and that was a pilot deck. Yep. Where it was before they even released the card that let you like reveal a pilot to find its ship. Or vice versa. So it was a horrible deck. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love the concept of getting the pilots and the ships. And, you know, I know Black Squadron Pilot was one of my favorite cards in the core set. Not because it's an awesome card or it's in an awesome set. But it's just, it did something different. And it's like, oh, this this guy can be a unit. Or he can be an enhancement in pilot things. And we have Wedge and... Luke now who can do the same thing and now we get a whole set built around that mechanic yeah um, I I like it um, the cards we've seen so far I'm not sure give us a great um, impression of exactly how it will work um, power wise but I think it's yeah it's the Navy set that we have fully spoiled I think and yeah mm -hmm. yeah the Empire's elite it looks pretty fun. And yeah, so, um, uh, Nick, uh, what was your initial impression of this four cycle? So I think it has to do with sort of a comparison of where we've been throughout all the cycles before. We're not going to rehash the meta. I think what it is is that, you know, Fantasy Flight has realized, okay, you have the core set, and then you have the, the Hoth expansions. And, and Hoth did a, a few different things, you know, introduced, you know, like the Navy Vader. So we started to get different, you know, alternative versions of, of unique characters. And then you saw with Edge of Darkness, it was really the big blast of energy for the smugglers and for scum. And then we saw what we all wanted to see, which was the, the last four cycle with, you know, heroes and legends. Yeah. And, you know, we saw strong Jedi. So now what we're seeing, I think is a new way to play the game in terms of really making fighters and vehicle decks and all sorts of things, you know, centered around that aspect in this. And that's, what's great. So if, I mean, like we were just talking about spoiling the set, but one of the, uh, the new fate cards you get is stay on target. And uh, you can kind of hash or read it out from the, the little spoiled art says you may put a pilot uh, something card from your hand or discard enhancement on a target, probably fighter or vehicle unit. So I'm going to jump in there. They actually have like a full blown up version of oh, do spoiled they? further down in the article. Yeah. Um, is, let's you may, oh, yeah, of course. Let's actually go over all those cards because. Um, oh, there's uh, none of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are a ton of cards. Well, yeah, I, I want to go after the, the uh, Empire's Elite specifically since that was the full set spoiled. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, the Empire's Elite is a Navy objective. Nothing special except for interrupt. When you place, uh, when a piloted fighter unit you control leaves play, return it to, return it and the entire, uh, wow, return it <laughs> and the attached pilot enhancement to your hand. Limit once per turn. So, yes, please. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like, Navy and is, is not very good at defense. So, this is something where you can have a fighter on defense, and even if it dies, I mean, the, uh, like the um, defense proto, uh, yeah, defense protocol tie attack squadron, that's a fighter. So if if you want to have it on defense, that's awesome because you're, you you'll you'll be able to cycle it back out. Um, uh, it's it's definitely a very very good combo to some of the smaller units 
that only have like one HP, like the Tie Bomber and, and whatnot. So it definitely gives the the Navy a, a very very good boost. To... As long as they have enough pilots to keep them piloted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's it. I th I think the the whole term pilot um, is going to play too too big of a role where we're not not going to see anything. So I I really don't think we're going to have to worry about that unless you try to like just splash a couple pilot objective sets into your deck, which no one really knows how that, that's going to work yet. Um, but I think the card that really interests me the most is um, the uh, 181st Tie Interceptor. Uh, there's two in the deck. It's a two-cost, three-HP unit that has one black blaster and one edge-enabled objective damage. Now, it's actually really decent. Like, it doesn't sound really good, but um, while this unit is piloted, its pilot enhancement contributes its forced icons to your side uh, during the force struggle. So... It doesn't actually have to be committed to the force. It just gives you that extra kind of force boost, which is definitely something that uh, will be a very kind of key factor in the in the next cycle because we're going to see a lot of vehicle units, and a lot of them have really really small force pips. So, Nick, um, do you uh, have any? Uh, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pre estimations as to what we might actually see in terms of how this set is being being set up well i think you bring up a good point about the the tie interceptor i mean that three health is kind of fearsome i don't know why i feel that way i guess maybe from what i've been doing now with playing against certain people like just three health kind of really makes me upset because it's so hard to find <laughs> something that does i guess maybe because i'm just behind the curve and i don't go to competition so i'm not seeing a, like a lot of huge free holders and and things where it's just like you know massive removal decks but i feel like these this vehicle pilot kind of situation is going to be something where it really changes the the way the game is played, like where you just don't see this like, okay, well, I'm going to attack with everything I have, or I'm going to send this unit one after another against all three objectives. It's like, now I'm going to make these coordinated strikes and there's going to be a lot more sort of depth in terms of using that. And I think that's what I was trying to get at with when I was talking about stay on target, which of course, if I had not breezed through this article when it first came out on the 14th, I could have told you what the card said, which is you may put a pilot card into play from your hand or discard pile as an enhancement on a target-friendly vehicle unit. So this is perfect. You know, you're going to play an edge battle. You have the ship. You play the stay on target. There you go. It has the pilot. Then you enable all the pilot things on the enhancement card, et cetera, et cetera. So now you have, you know, another aspect of, okay, well, it's not just now we're waiting for the force to be resolved to have all my force fate cards and all of that, like I've been playing right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's now we're going to have this extra layer built in. And I think that's really key because I think the game can get very stale if it's just, you know, oh, all right, here we go. Here's your super friends deck from way back. Like, yep. okay, well, you're going to, or like I play the God Luke deck where it's like Luke and then 87 different Jedi enhancements or, right, right, right. you know, it, it's just, I like the new layer because it's making the game more interesting. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, what other cards stand out to you uh, in this set right now? Well, let's bring out the um, the main that we skipped over in here, and that's Baron Fell. I'm somewhat disappointed they didn't go soon to Fell, but we'll move on to that. <laughs> he, as a unit, he's fair. Um, he's four cost, three damage capacity, 
has three force icons, has normal unit damage and tactics, and one edge-enabled unit damage, um, and basically a blank text box if you feel like playing him as a unit. However, as a pilot, he has a pilot cost of two, and the ability, while this card is piloting a fighter unit, each friendly fighter unit gains elite and edge one. That's crazy. Also, uh, explain so, to... So, ice decks are a thing now. Yeah, uh, explain to everyone what pilot cost two means. Uh, yes. So, we don't have all of the details of the pilot rules, but these pilot cards um, are basically taking the... Um, this may be played as a um, enhancement text and turning it into a keyword. Um, and it, the keyword is pilot. It has... It's associated with a number, and that number is the cost um, that it would take to play them as an enhancement, as a right, pilot, right. instead of as a unit. Um, so far, the ones that are spoiled, their pilot cost is less than their unit cost. Yes. I would not be surprised if there's ever a reverse of that where they're actually more expensive. No, um, um... They're just that awesome of a pilot and that mediocre on the ground. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I actually want to point out, a really good combo, is the having that uh, 181st High Interceptor being uh, piloted by Baron Fell. because hey, come together. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he has three Force Icons, so literally all you have to do is just have one of your 181st Tire Interceptors just sit there all game, and you automatically get three Force Icons every time the Force Struggle happens, and he doesn't even have to be committed at all. So, it doesn't have to be ready, even. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't still even have to fight be ready. With it. So, and yeah, it, it will have crazy. Edge 1 and Elite. Yeah, it's just, I... And it's, note, it's crazy. That, note that Fell does not say each of your piloted fighters. All of your fighter, all friendly fighters, so your partners as well in 2v2, yeah. um, have Elite and Edge 1. So, TIE Swarm, it's a thing. Or at least it will be a thing. And I'm so happy. Well, <laughs> hopefully not like 12 months. <laughs> well, you know, it could be two years. It's FFG time. You never know. <laughs> you know, they've been really good on the schedule they this have. cycle after they that have. initial delay. So I'll give them benefit of the doubt and say we're, we're, we might have this even by Christmas. Now, the, the last card, uh, Nick, is pretty standard. Um, do you have that one up, or would you like me to read it? Flight Academy. So this is a resource plus a sort of neat trick that can get pilots into play easier. Uh, this is uh, actually a, a Prefs Blelt, which is, I assume, where the Imperial Academy is. And I should know this since I'm such a nerd on Star Wars lore. But it's a location. Uh, it's an enhancement. So this enhances your play area. And it's a, it's a one resource generation. It says reduce the cost and the pilot cost of the first pilot card you played you play each turn by one so baron fell is a pilot too you have this out you can pay for him with this location and reduces cost to one by the way and, they stack and it's not unlimited that's right so you could literally play pull both of these out and pretty much play a free pilot every turn that's true it's also a two cost card which is fine out, uh, so. like i'm i'm okay with that like I, i'm i'm seeing a tie swarm deck with vast resources being incredibly just yeah. ridiculous Mm-hmm. And you know it does. Um, it, it does pay for itself as long as you have not played a pilot before it, right. and you do play a pilot after it. Yeah. Because yep. you basically, even though it only produces one resource, you that reduced cost gets you the second one back. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, it pays yeah. for itself, and then it's ready the next turn, mm -hmm. unlike yeah. um, your control room. Yeah, it's, it's still control rooms. Yeah. Fantastic, anyway. And it is it is a navy card, so it does provide resource match. Yeah, I I think that um, this combined with uh, possibly a Endor Gambit, uh, the objective set, because well, because uh, fighters are ten usually vehicles, like the tire interceptor is a vehicle. Uh, I, I I don't think Navy have any other have any non vehicle. Uh, Vehicles, do they? Because sluice scouts or scouts or freighters or whatever. Yeah, because uh, sluice scouts or freighters or whatever they are. Um, I think the. I mean, I they think... have they have fighters. They have capital ships. They right. have walkers. But still, capital ships are still are still considered vehicles, aren't they? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. what they aren't though is fighters. Um, right, right. Yeah, because you you can't tell and roll the the yes. the the, the um, right. executor, which would be hilarious. And the sleuths are vehicles; they're just not fighters. So you you can't um, put Wedge and Luke on them. And I am very happy about that. <laughs> that would be retarded. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty sick. Yes, <laughs> but they also can't be um, locked down with the one Sith event that I'm blanking on its name because no one ever plays. Know your enemy, I think it is, or target your enemy or something like that. No, it's, um, Do I have it? I'm on the leader, maybe. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, it. The, yep. the one with the Black Squadron that can lock down a fighter. And mm -hmm. the, my first thought when Sleuths were a thing was, ooh, I'll run that. Then I read Sleuths and said, oh, they're not fighters. What? Yeah, that, that kind of sucked. I, I'm getting so, yes. out my book now and let's see if I can find it. But, but here's the cool thing about this cycle. How much play has Vader's tie seen? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play Vader's uh, tie. Not very much. How much play do you think it might see during this cycle? I bet it's the table. Yeah. E even if it even if it never becomes a tier one deck, people I don't are gonna care. people it's are going awesome. to build it at home and play it and have a blast. Well, with I mean, the art that has been collecting dust since they got the since they started building something other than the starter deck to, to, to be honest with you though matt i mean I, i'm i'm looking at these cards right now mm -hmm. and they they pretty much fit the 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 cycle i mean the black it's squadron like... uh, assault is focus this objective to remove a token token from a black squadron unit you control and you can be sure as hell we're going to see black squadron come up again in in, in this next cycle so I, I i mean we have the the tie advance which is just a ridiculously good card I'm on the leader, which is what you were talking about, target of opportunity, and Black Squadron pilot. I mean, it's the the, the set itself just screams, yeah, uh, it just screams pilot. So I I don't yeah. think that we're gonna not see it. Personally, I still have a deck made with this set because I <laughs> honestly it, it's you love it, your Tie Fighters. I do. It's if, so if only, awesome. If only any of the other ones were Black Squadron, then I would definitely have it at least built. But they they are the I believe the, the um. The TIE Advanced is and Vader's TIE is. They're the only yeah. Black Squadron units that you can use the objective with. Yep. Not for long. Not for long. We but, hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was that set uh, spoiled real quick. Um, I want to quickly go over uh, a couple of the other ones. Um, any other units that really kind of stood out to you guys um, in terms of what was actually spoiled in the, in the cycle? 
Can I talk? I want to talk. You guys no. talk all the time. I'm going to talk because it's the Jedi card that I want to talk about. Yeah, I've, I figured. Have <laughs> Yeah, so I just love this because the art on it is amazing too. Yeah. So, And thanks to Tony Foti who does all he does a lot of the art for these cards because um, it's just awesome. Uh, this is the Lost Master. Uh, Lost Master. Lost it's Master. a one co- Yeah, Lost Master. And it's a one uh, cost unit. It's Jedi affiliation. It's a three HP unit, so it's ridiculous uh it has a black objective damage and an edge enabled unit damage icon the character and it's a force user uh and then it has this ability this unit is considered committed to the force uh and it does not cost a force commitment card and it has a force reaction after this unit enters play an opponent may spend one resource to return it to its owner's hand which is awesome because you're making your opponent just waste resources this is great. I think this is really great against like a scum deck or uh, a Sith deck that's really waiting to play out those, you know, those Sith events like a Force Storm or a, a Force mm-hmm. Lightning, which just kills you sometimes because you know that it's coming, but you can't do anything about it. So yeah. now you can put this guy out there. He's counting towards the Force. He's not costing you a Force commitment card, so you can really overwhelm, you know, your opponent, which is something I've been trying with the Sith deck I've been running. And they just can never take the force back. The best part is it only costs one, and I mm-hmm. think I think it's the first like one cost unit that actually does something and doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean, I have they, to say, they, hired hands might have well, hired have hands, yes. But I'm talking about like Jedi kind of related. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but, like Twi'lek loyalist. Oh, cool force choke. Oh. It's our first Jedi weenie that doesn't die to force choke and take something else out with it yep that's true i'll give it that i mean i do like the twilight loyalist if only because they're a one cost jawa and they can really help in that okay i'm gonna send them against that objective i can't kill this turn and Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna force a conflict and you know that is helpful but i I do like this a lot and uh it's such a strong card yeah, the uh, the art specifically, I really really enjoy the the lightsaber. It gives it kind of like a uh, a Dagobah kind of feeling, like when Luke went into the cave type of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure what the lore is behind this card because I don't really remember much about that. But well, I mean, if you played like Star Wars Battlegrounds and stuff like that, there were other Jedi that escaped that just you know were in hiding. I mean, they were being hunted, which we're going to talk about later. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Matt, any cards that stood out uh, to you in in the uh, the article? Um, well, my kind of personal bias is taking off at one that you can really only barely see. It's a Sith fighter called Delta One. You you, know, you, you the, can read it down at the bottom. There's, there's oh, is, a... is there a link to Delta One? Yeah, here, yep. here you go. There oh, you go. hey, there is. Sweet. Yep. Ah. So, and basically, it caught my attention because it's a TIE Defender, and TIE Defenders are like my favorite um, expanded universe starfighter. It's such a cool-looking just ship. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it looks menacing. It's just... I've I never would... even actually played a g- the game where they were introduced. I'm not sure which game that was. There was One a of game the TIE Fighter in? games. No, really? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was Rebel Assault 2. Maybe it's Rebel Assault 2. I thought that was the Phantom. Well, that is the Phantom too, but I think they're they're in that as well. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm I, I had the original that. Rebel Assault. I never played Rebel Assault too. But anyways, I love Tie Defenders, um, and here we have a 
pretty awesome one. It's four cost, three damage capacity, um, two force icons. Um, it has all black, two unit damage, one blast damage. Mm -hmm. It has shielding and reaction. After this unit is focused to strike, play, place one focus token on each participating unpiloted enemy vehicle unit. That's huge. So if your opponent isn't piloting their units and, you know, they're, there's going to be units not piloted. I, I doubt any deck is ever going to manage to pilot everything. Of course. Ta-da. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, this in combination with um, the Dark Trooper Project committed to the Force, he's elite, and he has two Force Icons. In a force struggle with vehicles, that that's a big deal. Um, yeah, I just again uh, the art on this is just fantastic, just simply fantastic. You don't even need to put, use Dark Trooper Project anymore though, because if Baron Fell is right. piloting something, it's elite and has Edge One. <laughs> edge One is just ridiculous because it is still a fighter, and yeah, so. Even the Sith are getting in on the game, and I'm somewhat excited because we're going to see a different Sith deck, finally. Yeah. You know, I've we have basically the same Sith core is still being played that was played from the core set, which is fine. Um, I, I'm happy that Sith decks can still play Vader and Palpatine because those are your quintessential Sith characters right, in the right. Star Wars universe. But now we're they're getting in on the fighter game too, and you'll have at least this. You'll have Vader's tie, and who knows what else coming. And yeah, I, I th finally it, someone will be able to say Sith has some stuff I like, but I want to play something different. <laughs> now you can. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see what scum actually get. But I mean, in all honesty, I think that we're. We're going to see some really cool things out of them, too, because, I mean, we have uh, characters like Bobo Fett and Zuckus and IG-88. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and all, a lot all of them of have, the like, bounty really hunters cool in their ships. ships. Mm -hmm. All the bounty hunters in their ships. I'm, I'm hoping that we honestly get a new version of Vader's TIE Advance and a new version of Slave 1 that kind of complements the, the Force Cycle a little bit better. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, Vader's TIE Advance is good. I mean, it's... It's a, it's a very strong unit in that cycle, but the problem is is the RNG factor, which is random number random number generator. For those of you who don't know, um, and it's it's like okay, cool. You flip a card that's not a unit, and it's it's a completely wasted uh, wasted kind of flip there. So yeah, it's I don't know. Um, but well, the, I bet we will because if you look over kind of the paragraph near the bottom, it mentions there is a new Darth Vader. Okay, that's right. So yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, that's right. Is tied. There's a new Luke Skywalker. Um, there's a Falcon and a Slave One. And, yeah, so a Falcon, who knows? Falcon, that just sounds interesting to will me. Will you get Han? Will we get Chewie? Will we get Lando? Will we get all of the above to pilot? Uh, we'll yeah, find I out. Mean, I, Slave I, One, we might get a pilot fat. Mm -hmm. Then it, we might have two fats that aren't horrible. <laughs> Uh yeah, and then then the one that sucks is just like, well, what the heck? What does anyone do with me? Or like, we just look at you because, actually, no, you're kind of not that good of art anyway. So, 
It took oh, me forever wow. to figure out the art on that card. Yeah. Like, Fett has someone in an arm bar. Yeah, I was like, Random oh, alien. I thought he was just hugging a squid or something. I was like, what the <laughs> heck is going on in this picture? Yeah, and, uh, until I finally looked close enough. Yeah. Which... Hey, you know what? Out of the couple hundred cards that we have already, one card has bad art. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. Fett or the Robot Chicken Palpatine. Take your pick. Hey, hey. <laughs> robot Chicken is awesome, so I don't really count that as bad art. <laughs> I just I just count it as just kind of good art. So, uh, the, the unit that really st stood out to me was Independence, um, which is a Rebel card. It's a 4-cost, 3-HP capital ship vehicle unit. It has uh, four icons. It also has one resources, which is really interesting. Uh, two force pips, uh, one edge, uh, two edge-enabled uh, objective damage, one objective damage, and one unit damage. So, if this thing wins the edge, it's it's dealing three damage in an objective. That's that's a lot. Also, it has shielding, and it reduces the cost uh, to play each f other friendly capital ship by one. That's ridiculous. So, I mean. Home one now only costs four, which is kind of crazy because you play this turn one, commit to the force, let the other player go. Next turn, play home home one. And still have one resource left over on the independence itself. Yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, how, how many times have you sat there stuck at four resources because you didn't flip defensive Yavin four and yep. you mm -hmm. haven't drawn a resource? Yep. Yeah, I mean this, it's it's a good card. This lets you to combo. This lets you combo out home one. Mm -hmm. Oh, and hey, shielding. Yeah, sh shielding, shielding is a thing. Um, the the other card invincible. The other card I thought was uh, slightly interesting um, was the smuggler, a uh, smuggling f uh, fighter, and I. That's smuggling that's freighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like fighter. No, it's freighter. Whatever. It is not a fighter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It's a vehicle transport. Um, it, it doesn't really have anything worth mentioning other than while this unit is piloted, damage dealt uh, cannot be prevented by shields, which is good in, say, a, a instance where you have a chud unit blocking it and is able to shield an objective, and it can't actually shield it. Like, it could be a good game finisher. But, I mean, like, uh, it, it's a pretty just solid even card, two for two with a black... Unit damage and an edge-enabled edge objective damage. Nothing really special about this card. Well, I would. I mean, it's great against Navy, and it fits in with the smuggler theme because I mean, you have yeah. those ATSTs, and you know, like the Blizzard ATST, they have shielding, and then you get the aft armor plating, and then it's like, oh my god, I just can't stand this like one damage every single time getting eliminated. <laughs> and it, I think it fits thematically. You know, it's smuggling freighter. It's gonna get in behind enemy lines. It's gonna break the lines. Mm -hmm. It's gonna go in and and do damage. And you're right. It's two for two. It's great. But yeah. I mean. I'm it surprised only, no... it only protects the damage dealt by itself, though. That's true. So um, maybe an astromech upgrade to make it a little scarier, but mm -hmm. um, oh, we'll geez. have to see. There might yeah. be a pilot in the pack that helps make that more potent. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. <laughs> but yeah, right I now mean... I look at it, it's like, okay, that's cute, but the number of times that my little chud with one unit damage and one blast damage, I was really that worried about a shield. <laughs> I was more worried about, is it going to get to strike at all, or will it die first? Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick, what's the what's the last card that was spoiled in the set? 
I'm surprised no one talked about this before this. This is the last one, last but not least, is bailout. Um, it's an interrupt. It's a zero-cost scum event. Uh, it says interrupt when a piloted vehicle you control leaves play. Put its attached pilot card into play as a unit under your control. So essentially, they hit the you know the ripcord and they bail out of their just you know defeated vessel and mm-hmm. they get to come into play. So like we said, if you have any of those bounty hunters that now are pilots, they come into play as their their character's version, not their pilot version. Right. So that'll yeah. be pretty cool. It, it'll be interesting to see how that plays. I mean, uh, that actually works really well with Luke Skywalker, the um, the pilot Luke from the the Jedi set, um, because uh, he, he already does that himself. Mm-hmm. Well, he does, but I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of event that cancels that or something. I have no idea. Um, there is one more card that was spoiled called uh, Derek Hobby Cal Kalvanen. Sure, we'll go with that. Derek. Come on, you don't know Hobby? <laughs> yes, Hobby. That's... He's going to he's gonna take on the whole Empire himself. I really don't know how they had room for his whole name and couldn't put Baron Soontirfell. Because you know what? He, no, Baron no, Fell's no, too no, cool no, for no, that. No. You don't no, refer no. to him, no, peasant. No, no, no. The, the guy <laughs> that could take on the whole Empire himself was Dak, not Derek. Oh, that's right, Hobby. That, Hobby's in the other one. Hobby is – what the hell's Hobby? I don't remember who Hobby is. Despite being a superb pilot, Hobby suffered numerous crashes and bailouts. His squadron mates joked that he had logged more hours in the back to tank than he did in a cockpit. <laughs> That's the best text ever. <laughs> well, now we know who he is. He's a pretty poor pilot. So uh, he's piloting one interrupt. When this card leaves play, return it to your hand instead. So, okay. So my, my question is, is what the heck does he do? Like, he counts. He makes something count as being piloted. I I guess. I mean. Well, no. He's a he's a consistently rotating pilot. That's yeah. the point. Is yes. is that his interrupt allows you to pilot multiple vessels every time they get destroyed. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess that's a that's a fair point. But like, he's an unkillable pilot. pilot. You that's have a fair. couple. Of, you get two of him, and you can start looping him. Um. You know, he's, put him in an edge battle. Yeah. He, he, and then let the other one die, come back to your hand, stay on target the one from the edge that's in, now in the discard pile back, and then put the. Like, you can loop them through edge battles as long as you true. have a couple of stay on targets and three force pips. Yeah, that's um, true. That, that, but, that's but yeah. Point. Basically, he he's going to make things count as piloted so that. Delta One doesn't just kill them. <laughs> That's true. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of piloting, and uh, I'd like to kind of move on here to the new Star Wars Rebels show, which has gotten a lot of mixed reviews. I've heard a lot of more negative comments than I have positive. Um, have you guys seen any of the the footage or any of the trailers for for this? I've seen the the new official trailer. I think there's a second full length kind of you know six-minute trailer that has okay. come out. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch that because I've seen like some of the the spoiled stuff that they've done, some, some of the mini clips, and I got to say I'm not liking the way it looks. The animation looks really kind of – What? Get out. You're kidding me, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I will watch it, but my, my biggest problem is it's, it feels really kind of chunky in terms of animation. Um, like with the uh, Attack of the Clones, it was more 
I don't want to use the word kid and adult like, but I I I'm, I get that vibe where this is geared to more younger kids rather than uh, Attack of the Clones was a little bit more geared towards I guess us because it was a lot more violent and it had a lot more um, I guess adult kind of themed problems. Well, they were fighting a war, and you're talking about the Clone Wars TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll say this about it. I'm very excited for it because I just love things Star Wars. So mm-hmm. um, it, watch the trailer because you get a very good sense okay. of what the, yeah, the yeah, show's going to be like. That's and fair. I'll say this. So definitely what they've done is they said, all right, what makes Star Wars really iconic? And they went all the way back to the like the Ralph McQuarrie artwork. Yep. And they, they took his initial conception of what Star Wars was going to look like and literally took those characters. So like if you look, there's a there's sort of a big hulking kind of purple haired. He looks like the, the prototypical Chewbacca. And that's what Ralph McQuarrie wanted Chewbacca to look like. Okay. And he's the like the co-pilot guy. And he's going to be like one of the, the smuggler-esque characters that are, you know, the good guys on the show outrunning the Empire. And so it, I think it harkens back to really like the the generation of what Star Wars came to be. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like them getting away from like what I saw kind of at, towards the end of the Clone Wars, which was just like, all right, we're going to have another episode about clones and they all look the same. And <laughs> yeah, like, that did get kind of repetitive. And Well, and... And I, I'll say this. Let me just go on for my one little sure. rant for the show. I, I just finished the last season on Netflix and yeah. there are like four episodes in a row and I'm like laying on the couch watching this and I was like, okay, we get it. Like the clones are like brothers and they have like feelings and we get it. Like, we get you know, it, man. We, get yeah, it. we get it. And like, I feel bad when they die and I love Love the what they did with like each clone had different mm-hmm. personalities. Like you know, Rex was this way and he had double guns, and there was fives, and there was all these other clones. But right. I think they really needed to get to more personalized stories, and you couldn't do that because when you had the Clone Wars, it's like you knew that Anakin and you knew that Obi Wan had to do certain things to get right. to Revenge of the Sith, and they had already told that story. Right. Whereas I think with these characters, is you have twenty years, which is a lot longer than they have between episode two and episode three and you get to say all right well this is what they're going to do on the run from the empire and you Mm -hmm. know it's going to end badly just like we knew that the clone wars was going to end badly but i think it just gives them a reset button and i think disney of course is going to take it in a new way and you're probably right it's going to be a little bit more kid-centric and a little bit more toned down but I think there are very adult elements. Like if you look at the villains, especially the Inquisitor, I mean, come on, you call him the Inquisitor. I mean, that brings up a lot of dark imagery for me. Um, really? He, you know, he, he looks like a clown to me. Well, I mean, uh, he's got to look Sith-like but not well, necessarily. Uh, uh, okay, so, so my, 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 my biggest problem with this is all the characters have like no – distinct like faces they all look the same to me like they all have that just kind of just generic like if you were to go to like an mmo just click randomize everyone will just kind of have like the same face but all of like the hair and kind of like the the clothes and stuff will be different so like like i'm 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 actually looking at uh starwars.com right now uh star wars rebels uh page and like all like i'm i'm looking at the the meet the rebels and they all look the same Except for the droid, of course. Who's who's? Well, what about the what about the girl who's uh the she's wearing the pink uh, Mandalorian armor? Uh, 
Sabine, the explosive she, expert. She still looks uh, – her face still looks very, very similar to everybody else. Like like everyone's uh, – for me, it's like, okay, I understand that you you have to have some sort of model to base everybody off of in terms of animation and how everything works. But they all look really kind of like molded from the exact same thing. They just kind of had like their their a few tweaks here and there. But well, they look they look like moving action figures. Yeah, and and that that I think that's the part that really bugs me because even all the clones look different when they had their helmets on. I mean, once more texture. Is yeah, that... I I think more texture and more details on the face would really kind of help me. I guess engage with the characters more because, like, I'm looking at the Jedi, I'm looking at the pilot, and I'm looking at Ezra, and like, they all look pretty, pretty much the same. Like, there's really no distinct facial features other than one has curly tentacles, one has brown hair, and the other one has blue hair. Um, now, I will say that this is definitely going to be a show that I will enjoy just because it's rebels and it's more space combat than lightsaber battles. Now. That may sound crazy because who doesn't like a good, a good lightsaber fight, but it definitely can get old because you really can't do a lot when it comes to lightsaber battles. It's just it's sword fighting, it's it's sparring, it's fencing. It a lot of the things pretty much happen the same way. But in space combat, like it's it, it's a three D environment. You can literally do anything in space when you're in a spaceship. Of course, that's not technically possible because you know physics, but. It's it's something that I think will be really really cool in opening up the kind of Rogue Squadron esque battles that that we were, were able to have as kids in in, in some of the games. Um, Matt, you wanted to make a point. Yeah, and kind of a similar one there. And it's it's not so much that I like space battles more than lightsaber battles, but the one thing that really bugged me about the Clone Wars is the ridiculousness of um, the Jedi and their lightsaber stuff. <laughs> Like, it, it was completely different than anything you could see any of the Jedi doing in the movies. Yeah. Um, now, I I know the space battles in especially the original trilogy, if you actually go back and watch them, man, do the, everything look like it's moving slow. Well, but, I mean... But, like, watching watching a TV show or even... if even the later movies where all the fighters are moving faster and mm -hmm. doing more, that doesn't really um, stretch my suspension of disbelief. When I watched the, um, the lightsaber stuff going on in Clone Wars, I sit there and was like, what? Yeah. Why don't they do that in the movies? Well, I mean... If, if Anakin can, like, do all that crazy stuff, and mm -hmm. then and he just turns into a normal guy in the movie... I mean, I know why. It's because they, he physically can't do it, and yeah. apparently George Lu even George Lucas wouldn't um, decide to make <laughs> decide all to of his digital. characters computer-generated. <laughs> so, I mean, I know the technical reasons of why, right. but that disconnect well, was, well, to be was fair, a bit too much for me. It, it stretched the yeah. suspension of disbelief for I me mean, on Clone Wars. To be fair, th th they can do a lot of the stuff that they, they, they did in the show, but I think... Um... No, they actually had someone who knows sword fighting choreograph the lightsaber battles. Well, no, no, yeah, you know, yeah, and, I know. Like, that, they're but... real fighting techniques as opposed to the... Clone Wars, where I'm pretty sure the lightsaber moves faster than physically possible sometimes. Or... Well, I mean, and, <laughs> and you know, like in the books and stuff, 
like they were able to do that because it's a book and you know they're jedi and so we just kind of accepted that and like the lightsaber battling for me i think just got repetitive rather than i wasn't able to believe it was real because let's be honest lightsabers aren't real and it's not possible even though people have tried I mean, well, I think let me interject here. I think it comes from the point of like, all right, so I'm, I guess I'm kind of spoiling something from the fifth season, but (gasps) no, spoilers, spoilers. It it can be any point in the show because they've done this like six or seven times. You know, Obi Wan and Anakin fight uh, Count Dooku, and it's like, okay, well, we know how this ends. Neither party wins. (laughs) There's no consequences. I mean, because. because we've seen the movie yeah. that says, oh, well, the last time they fought, Dooku beat him. And so now we're going to go to this last fight. So I just – I think it was it was a show that really just ran out of consequences for the it characters. Did. It did, yeah. And, and you know, then they were trying to make up stories, and then they killed – or they let go of certain characters who we really cared about. What the heck like, ever happened to Soka? I was so confused. Ahsoka, she, you don't know if she lives or dies. She's probably going to be a character in Rebels. I but, would not – I would not. Because the last time we saw her, spoilers, guys. If you got just 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 spoilers, um, the last time I saw her was when she like turned to the dark side or something, fought Anakin, and then just like disappeared. I was well, like, no, she doesn't turn to the dark side. What happens is she's framed for like a political assassination. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then she escapes from prison, and she pretty much looks at everyone and is like, well, I can't believe you won't believe me, but if that's the world I have to live in, then I'm just gonna leave. And she pieces out, and yeah, that's like, it. That was that was like the worst cop out. Like, just kill her. Like, come on. No, because you know what? Little girls dress up as her. I mean, you you see it at the Disney weekends. Like they're at Disney World dressed as her. You think some, you know, eight year old kid's gonna handle the death of their favorite character on a TV show? I mean, we're playing with kid gloves now. So get over it. (laughs) Come on. No, I I know you're right. You're right. It just it just bugged me because I was like, so is she coming back? And then all of a sudden it was like. The last two episodes of uh, season six, and I was like, well, this was the dumbest ending I've ever heard of because, yeah, we all know what happens, and the way they ended it was just made no sense to me because it was like, okay, so Yoda didn't figure out that Emperor Palpatine was the Senate, the, the, the Senate guy after all that. Like, to me, like, it, th- they made the whole him being evil way too obvious, and they made the other like Yoda and all like the Jedi masters who are just these in- super intelligent beings just completely stupid and it's just like that uh, that that's what really ruined the entire the entire series for me was the was the actual last couple episodes cuz it just it was it was just poorly ended i i think and i i think we all can agree with that um, well, let's just wrap this up. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Rebels. Patrick, you're a Rebel hater, so no, you should just No, 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 no. I said I'm looking forward to the show, but a couple things bother me. So, mm, All right. So, Matt, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know if I'll like it or not. It looks interesting. It's Star Wars. That's a plus. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I... I don't have much in the way of expectations for it. I yeah, guess, I, I mean, it, it's like episode seven. It's like, that's going to come out. Let's not get our hopes up so high it's, that we all cry. It'll come out oh. like, oh, that's cool. It'll come out and be like, oh, that was horrible. It's, but yeah. it'll come out and. Hey, Mark, Mark Hamill's growing a beard for the, 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 the movie. I saw so. that. He's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be just like Obi Wan. They've literally reduced his character. And if you haven't read any of the, I'm, I'm not, universe, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I, I well, the, the expanded universe was awesome. 
Luke was just oh like, yeah. Luke was like, he was a badass. It was yeah. like, yeah. oh, oh, you, you want to throw a grenade at me? Yeah, I'm gonna toss that back at you and kill you. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Well, but it's not even it's, that. But the beard might also indicate that they're jumping forward in time significantly right. over much of what the expanded universe books covered. Yeah. So, I mean. So we'll see. This is like 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 the the whole Disney thing is just a huge topic in and of itself. And I, I I'd actually <laughs> that like we've done before. <laughs> well, I, I'd actually like to make a episode just about that and just kind of talking about Star Wars in general because I think it's something that we probably should start doing. And um, for those of you listening, I'd love to hear feedback on that because um, it, it'd be a fun thing for us to kind of nerd out uh, every once in a while and just kind of talk about it. But uh, so the reason we were talking about Star Wars Rebels is because Hera's a pilot in the character and she might be a pilot on the game. So, yay, we all tied it in. <laughs> oh, come on. And I really I'm looking forward to seeing where they w what they push into the decks. Like we have the new Wookiee coming yep. out. We had yep. that new Jawa. I mean, like I'd really love to see them put in like to Matt's, uh, you know, benefit a new Mara Jade with the the Jade Shadow, which <laughs> that is an would awesome. Be ship. So cool! And then they can invent more pirate characters. Like I'd love to see pirate decks be a thing. Like Scum runs like Black Sun pirates, and then you have like um, Prince Shizor, and like you know you have his really cool ship. Yeah, because and then... they spoiled him, didn't they? Or or mentioned um, him or something, didn't they? It, he's floating out there. I'm sure that Fantasy Flight is is looking at doing something to that effect. We have Dash. We know they're using yeah. shadows, so yeah, I'm I sure mean, we'll see him. I, I almost want to say that we will see some of the expanded universe stuff in the. Um, uh, the they the, have the left themselves game. free to pick whatever they want. Is apparently, the in the card game, game and even Disney going forward can say, you know, we liked that character. Yeah, they do exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, well, which is yeah, which is ahead. great because well I'm just saying you know not to get into the Disney thing because I have my reservations about it but I think it's great that FFG's been given the license to go forward with characters who now are somewhat disavowed right. or at least that we have winter idea. which is cool yeah I mean I'm just saying like you know there there was a a big sort of gasp when they said well the the expanded universe as it is currently conceived of doesn't really exist anymore so we're gonna you know be able to to change it how we we see fit and I and I mean I know it's a little unfair to the fans but I think it's the only thing Disney could do to it's do really what they unfair. want yeah well, well it's it's unfair to both sides I think it just unless you were going to say hey Zon we're making the Thrawn trilogy into episodes seven through nine you really didn't have anything else they could do. They could have done yeah. that and then did the Zhuzong Vong thing is 9 or 10, 11, 12. There we go. See? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I just came up with six new Star Wars movies. Yes. Yeah. Sir. Well, but Mark Hamill can't play He's or fine. Harrison Ford wouldn't sign on for six movies. <laughs> His what? ankle didn't make it through one. That's right. <laughs> That's, no, no, the no. Millennium no. That, that, that was Han Solo. That was Han. Well, let me just say this. The Millennium Falcon claimed vengeance for 30 years of being parked in a you know a vehicle lot somewhere in london waiting to be resurrected and yeah. so as soon as they they opened the door it dropped a door on him yeah hey you know what that's what happens when you neglect the coolest ship in the galaxy next mm. next to the the dash's ship whatever that was called the outrider or something right yeah the outrider anyway um real quick i want to i want to kind of talk about regionals um Matt, uh, what what was your experience, and um, what was the uh, the meta that you experienced? Um, so I was at the Wisconsin Regional yesterday, um, or further back than yesterday by the time you are listening to this. <laughs> 
Sorry, I forgot we are not actually live streaming this one. Nope, not, so, not this episode. So this is not yesterday for anyone, except for me. But um, <laughs> there were about 14 people there, I think. Um, it, was actually, it was a lot of fun. I was a little disappointed in the turnout, but apparently an hour south of us in Chicago, there was a X-Wing regional. And if you guys don't know, X-Wing's kind of a big game. Yeah. Lots of people play it, and there's a lot of overlap. So I'm sure that um, sapped a lot of our players. I know um, TGO, for instance, was planning on going to the X-Wing regional instead of the hour up. Just think how long that regional would take, because those games last forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's God. what so, I don't understand. I, there's, that was a very hard game. I, I've only played it a couple times, but I found it to be incredibly complex. I mean, because you're just it measuring is. out everything. I mean, I just could not get behind it. <laughs> oh, I, I enjoy it. I actually, I, I've, I've taught it to some fairly young kids. and Right. That, you know, the basics of the game are very simple. The Doing really well at the game is hard, and mm. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I, I am actually pretty bad at the game, but... Um, it's fun still. But anyways, I'm sure that sapped some of our players. The store was great. Um, was Game Universe in uh, actually Franklin, Wisconsin, just south of Milwaukee. Um, you know, it was a great place. Lots of space. So plug there. And um, you know, I had a lot of fun. I managed to scrub out horribly. Um, yeah. The there were a lot of people running um, Jedi, and um, most of them with um, along, yeah, along the Gamora run. Mm -hmm. um, there were lots of people running Sith. Um, I only played one person running um, Jedi somehow, <laughs> well, and that's that game went to time. Because... Yeah, I know. I, I, so. Um, yeah, my light side lost one game, and it was it took oh forty five minutes to lose. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, it's a it's not a bad quality for a light side deck to have if you think light side's dominant. Right, if, right. If I do lose, it will take forever, so I don't get swept. That's true. But, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but in this case, um, there were sixty minute rounds, oh, which that's, that's a different story. But wow. I, I, I would definitely have preferred the full 70 minutes. That yeah. are the is the recommended round length. And we we got to the end, and my dark side was actually just needed its next turn to win and split the match. Um, it was the weirdest match ever. Combined between us, our light side decks destroyed zero objectives. Wow. And we're like, huh, I thought light side was supposed to be dominant right now. <laughs> and and then my last two matches were light side splits. Um, uh, well. I won the tiebreaker on both, but I needed one of them to be a sweep to make a top four cut. Uh. Um, the time game didn't matter for anyone who's, gonna, who's thinking of feeling indignant on my behalf about the 10 minute, the 60 minute instead of 70 minute rounds. I was three points off the cut. That would have only given me two more right. because it would have been a true tie at three objectives okay. apiece. So um, so the time game was annoying because it was, but it's not what cost me. What cost me was my dark side deck just decided not to play. 
Yeah, um, that that's something that I really it, found in, in <laughs> while we were testing is like our dark our dark side decks would do like really well. Or uh, the game that we played today, you were able to drop Zuckus turn one, and I was like, cool, I'm playing Sluice. I'm going to drop two Sluice Scouts. I had two cross Anawant Sectors out and Dash's objective. I'm going to blow up two objectives. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. And that, was, that was after I mulliganed in that yeah. deck. That, granted, that was a deck I'm like, I think this is bad against Sluice. Can you play Sluice against it? <laughs> Turns out, yes, it was bad against Sluice. Yeah. Um, that, it was my, my attempt at a, quote, Force Hunter deck that mm -hmm. I put together that was... IG-88 and Zuckus and the Slavers to go along with Mara and Saris. Yep. And eh, it can do some cool stuff, but it versus is indeed... Jedi and stuff, but not versus... It is indeed very weak to Sluice. Yeah. If, if you are curious, if it doesn't manage to draw a couple of the galactic scum or something early, the Sluice just laugh at it and yeah. blow everything up. So don't play the deck if you think anyone would play Sluice. Which which people do, but uh, yeah, that, uh, I played against a sleuth deck yesterday, and I played against a um, kind of rebel rebel combo deck that had the heavy blaster emplacements and um, Han Chewie um, had had red two and mobilized the squadron, so four rebel assaults and the heavy blaster emplacements. That's neat. And, they found both of the blaster emplacements early. Oh, that's so terrible. I'm like, I am putting out four or five hit points worth of units every turn, and they're just dying. Yeah, well, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. It's like Rebel Assault here, then two blaster emplacements, and oh, look, you found the Battlefield Tech. That's another blaster emplacement shot. And oh, Han, too? Cool. Yeah. Let's just pick up all these cards and put them in my discard pile. Yeah, so, the combo decks are, are, are mean and they piss me off whenever they work because it's always during tournaments and I always lose to yeah. them. It's just like, well, that sucks. It's like, you this know, is the first time this deck has worked and I just want to hit the guy. It's like, cool, go. Just, it's okay for combo decks to exist. Um, yeah. As long as combo decks never get too consistent, they're fine. It's it's a risk-reward. You're, you're gambling that you might you might not see your combo and just lose games, right. but if you do see your combo, you win. And you know, if a combo deck sees its combo and doesn't win, there's a problem. You know, okay, it it pulled it off. It won. I wish I won, but no, it was a good game. Great people. Cool. I, very good. Very good. Uh, looking forward to nationals in three weeks. Woo, nationals. Uh, Nick, what have uh, what have you been testing and playing? Uh, I know that you finally found a sparring partner, which is nice. So I actually taught a coworker of mine the game, and we started out with just the 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 core starter deck. So you know that lasted for a while, and and I found that he was a big fan of the smuggler and spy. So I've upgraded him to playing that deck, and mm -hmm. we've t uh, taken a few turns. So I'm currently playing against him, sort of a a core set plus some new stuff kind of deck. Right. Um, and I took some really good advice, and I finally learned the benefit of Bosk, which <laughs> if you go back about Only maybe took four you or what, five, you know, four months. Yeah, well, since EOD came out, but um, what I'm what I'm running right now is one copy of Bosk, one copy of the Jawas, uh, two copies of Plane of the Prophetess with Saris in it, um, two of Palpatine's deck, The Emperor's Web. Um, Two cruel interrogations and two councils of the Sith. Cruel interrogations. Um, you are my favorite person. Oh my gosh! It it's is so the, funny to be like, oh, this, just excuse me. Let me, let me do that real quick. 
Oh, this deck is just all about being horrible. Uh, it's demoralizing, and and I'm sure that we've we've covered decks just like this because I think the really only different thing is the Saris uh, inclusion, which I haven't found to be very effective with her particular combo of committing people to the force. Well, um, so, uh, like I don't use uh, Saris for her. Mm -hmm. I use it for everything else. Yeah, because a four cost for two HP unit just sucks. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is what it is, but uh, when I play against him, he finds it extremely difficult to do anything because I have constant control of the Force, and those uh, Dark Side Servants are just terrible because he's got these really weak units that don't have a lot of Force pips, and I'll always get, for some reason, I always get Planet of the Prophetess and Cruel Interrogations bar none every single time. Ugh. For some reason, those just come out every time, and... Hacking. Dex stacking, yeah, obviously. I, for some reason, I don't know, and I, I even let him shuffle it, and he's like, you still get the same draw. And it's just great because I steal the top card, and then if I do get the if I do get the Tatooinian Crash, I'm just stealing cards off his deck that way, and then I, you know, I'll uh, either Interrogation Droid or um, what's the one with Leia that uh, allows you to, to see their hand and discard a card or something like that. Uh, interrogate yeah. yeah and then there's you know all of that so it just it's a really kind of messes with you deck and it really hurts his smuggler deck which is running pretty much almost one of everything from eod just to give him a, a sample so um yeah it's just terrible and i love playing it because it's just <laughs> like oh hey oh what's that top card i just stole oh han solo oh you have chewbacca on the field yeah i'm gonna play bosk and focus him for two so i'm gonna draw two cards too and then i usually get um a council of the sith so i'm drawing a card on his turn too so you're a bad person and you should feel bad yeah you should oh, feel bad he you should also give him a copy of false report so he can be like oh you have 12 cards in your hand now yeah, he. You know what? I I have let him use. Um, like I let him use. Um, what I what he he's been using to great effect is um, Rendar's Wrath, and it's really? just so horrible because well, yeah. And if you look at the if you go through the cards in this deck, there's very few um, really low cost units except for like the Jawas and some of the right, protectors right. and things like that. And he can bounce those with. Um, you know, like with a swindled. So what he'll do is either force me into situations where I have to defend with one unit and then use Rendar's Wrath to do a damage, or I have to overcommit and then he comes out with, you know, um, like a sabotage or um, an over my dead body to cancel events and things like that. So it's it's oh, a really interesting... Yeah, it's not tournament style or anything like that, but it's extremely fun to play. Yeah, but you know what? Who cares? You're having fun. I mean... Yeah, and that's what we seek to do i'm a little yeah. offended that there wasn't any kind of gaming event in the great state of new york but well you know what you know, to be regionals. fair to be fair there was one but you just don't want to drive two and a half hours <laughs> well yeah new york city is that's like let's go to get our butt kicked and i don't want to do that so yeah you know what babe just stop talking you're fine my uh, <laughs> my my dog that we just got cannot stand being away from my wife for more than two seconds and she's like okay here, take him. I can't stand him anymore. So he's in my room and just like whining because she's she's in the other room watching, I think, Jeopardy or something. And it's just, he's like, he's freaking out. Wait, Jeopardy is on? Why am I, I not here instead of watching it? Because <laughs> you guys are an hour behind me and it just, it ended here 10 minutes ago. Why are so we an hour behind? It's not on. 
no, 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 we're in the same time zone, Nick. No, you're not. Yes. You're in. We're in Eastern. You're, you're, in... you're in Eastern. Oh, I thought you guys were an hour behind me. No, no. we're in Ohio. We're in the same hemisphere as the United States. <laughs> Even Indiana's still in Eastern. Well, no. most of Indiana. Ah. Uh, and. I thought it switched over earlier than no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it stops like midway through Indiana, and then everything switches yeah. to weird. Except place. for Indiana itself, which yeah. only the very corners of it are central. Like yep. the corner by. Um, like Evansville in the very south um, yeah. west corner and the northwest corner by Chicago, but cool. Well, well, we let me just say this. you know, just a, just a, a like a PSA. I've been playing the Destiny beta for like the last like I don't know like ten days, uh-huh. so my brain is shot. <laughs> like I literally like last night, my eyes were like I could I could see the screen burned in my eyes when I went to bed because I've been playing so much. So nice. that's why I can't for some reason remember who any of the characters in this game are or where anything has come from. And so see, yeah. video games are destroying our society. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you seen that thing about moms versus video games? Oh yeah, just that Twitter account. Oh my gosh. I well. Know. Post your thoughts on our Twitter and our Facebook page, and we'll respond to them. Okay, here's why you're wrong. <laughs> here's a bunch of studies. Here's a bunch of proof why you're wrong. Have fun responding to that. But uh, all right, uh, we're going to end the show here. Um, it's been a fun one. Oh, man, it's so awesome. I don't know. <laughs> um, shout out. Uh, you should let other people say the show's awesome, not say it yourself. Just well, say it. Yeah, I, I guess it kind of makes you sound like a douchebag, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> our show's so good. It's just the best. You should totally <laughs> always listen to it. But uh, thank you guys once again for listening. Um, we will be live uh, two weeks from now. Um, we we kind of were like, hey, no one's doing anything. We're actually able, able to do a show uh, for once. So that's awesome. Uh, shout out to FFG once again for making an awesome game. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody else listening. You guys are awesome. Uh, anyone else have shout outs? Uh, I'll go next. Uh, Shoutouts to all of our great fans and community. We've been getting a lot more likes on our Facebook page. So uh, if you're listening to this and haven't followed us, uh, it's facebook.com slash tableflippodcast. Also follow us on Twitter at at tableflipshow, um, which is a couple great ways to uh, get at us with information, ask questions, strike up a conversation, as well as uh, all the you know, new announcements for, you know, force packs, things like that. And we do random giveaways every once in a while through those pages. So uh, be sure to follow us and it really helps us out. Um, Additionally, shout outs to some of our uh, cohort groups um, like the LCG Victoria group, as well as the UK Ireland group, which we are now friends with. Um, And thanks to charms. (laughs) Oh my God. You are going, you are going to hell in a hand. I'm Irish, dude. I can do Um, that. Okay. Well, uh, and thank you to Anton, uh, who is a uh, Darth BS from the community. Um, he posted some videos with Team Covenant um, from their regional and their last few events, as well as Pretty some of the awesome. other members Yeah, of the UK group. And it's always great to watch people playing, and I really love the commentary from Team Covenant. So another big shout-out to them, uh, and thank you for providing all of the subscription support for everyone. Yeah. And uh, thank you to you guys. It's always a pleasure to do this show. So, Matt, anything else you want to add, sir? A uh, quick shout out to everyone who's going to be at um, Gen Con for Nationals and let Matt uh, win. Yes, please. No, concede if... all games. Perfect. Listen to Patrick. He knows what he's <laughs> talking about. No, shout out to everyone who's going to be there. Look forward to uh, meeting more people there in person. Um, come find me, and um, I'll be the guy at the table one. The whole no, 
No, I won't. <laughs> I, it would be awesome if I was. But Table seriously, one. if you haven't, there's still some seats available. Sign up for the tournament. You get a Fruit Ninja Yoda. <gasps> Fruit Ninja. Oh, you know what, Matt? Uh, after, after we're done recording, you need to show me that because I still have not seen Fruit Ninja Yoda yet. Okay, I'll find you the link to the prize support. Uh, speaking Patrick. of which, uh, do we know if they're streaming that um, this year for Gen Con? Gen Con? Um, I would be very surprised if they did, having been there the setup is too crowded they okay. would not fair be enough. able to set up cameras fair enough All so right. well, but team covenant will probably get a camera set up for oh, i'm sure some of the final matches again uh, and they then, did last then we week. can watch the as epicness ensue but All right, anyway, guys. Yes. look for, our next show will be like the weekend before gen con so we can talk more then but yeah <laughs> that's true yeah well oh my gosh it's crazy um, all right, guys. Uh, that's it. That's all. God bless. May the force be with you. Have a wonderful morning, evening, or afternoon. See you guys later. Bye. See ya. Bye.